Good evening and welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football. Uh, my name's Paul and I'll be your host today. As you may have guessed from the intro music, uh, no Mark, no Phantom today, I'm all by myself. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to work without the, uh, the friendly banter and the uh, uh, friendly fighting that goes on between us when we're doing it. So this may be the shortest, most boring episode of all time, but uh, we felt it was important to get one out this week. There's not that much to talk about this week. Uh, Kaylee Classic has, took last weekend off and took this weekend off for the international games. So we'll uh, have a look at what happening in the what's happening in the challenge. Uh, beyond that, there's a couple of uh, things to talk about. There was the uh, FA Cup match last week, the, the the one outstanding FA Cup match between Cheju and Suwon. So we'll f- find out how that went on. Uh, and then obviously we've got uh, the Korean national team played a. Uh, a friendly last week against Iraq, and they've got their all-important do-or-die World Cup qualifier against Qatar coming up as well, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but let's dive straight in. Uh, last weekend in the challenge, there were uh, each team played a match. There were matches played on the Saturday, the Sunday, and the Monday. Uh, I didn't actually get to see any of the matches because I was out of the country. Uh, the, the two matches on Saturday were uh, absolutely boring nil-nil draws. Anyang Suwon finished nil-nil. Songnam Ansan finished nil-nil. Um, Songnam had been on a bit of a, a decent run, but uh, that draw kind of bring that to a halt. Uh, on the Sunday, uh, Kyongnam beat Puchon 2-1. Uh, actually, Puchon went ahead in the first half. Apparently, Kyongnam were way below par. But they got a, a penalty at the start of the second half to level it up. And from then on, it was all Kyungnam, and they got the winner with about 15 minutes to go. Uh, Puchon on a very bad run of late. That's three losses in a row now, and they're starting to drop down the table. Uh, there were two games on the Monday. Arsan beat Eland, uh, one goal by EJ An in the 59th minute. And then the match of the day was probably Puzan against Tejon. Uh, Tejan obviously rock bottom the league, uh, lost their last five or six games, maybe more, uh, but they actually took the lead in this in the 25th minute, and then um, Kuo min of Pusan equalised just around about the hour, and then Pusan got a winner in the 93rd minute, virtually the last kick of the game. Uh, certain uh, online newspapers have already put their their match reports up as a, a one-all draw, but uh, Pusan again with another late goal showing that you can't leave before the end of the match so all that leaves is that Kyungnam was still way clear on 39 points Pusan on 31 Asan 25 and then there's a, a whole clutch of teams Anyang 21 Puchon 20 Suwon 19 Songnam 17 and then the bottom three uh, a little bit behind that Seoul Elan on 13 Ansan on 12 Taejon on 6 um, this weekend again we've got matches on Saturday, Sunday and Monday so if you do want to take in a, a whole fistful of matches you can um, Saturday evening you've got Busan taking on Anyang and Puchon taking on Eland um, on the Sunday we've got Ansan taking on Kyungnam and on the Monday we've got Taejon taking on Suwon and Songnam at home to Asan so if you fancy going along to any of those uh, do uh, I think Puchon versus Eland will be interesting? Um, as I said, Puchon have been on a bit of a, a bad run recently. Uh, Eland also struggling, so 
be interesting to see who comes out on top there. Whether Elang can bridge the, start bridging the gap, or whether Puchong can uh, keep sort of uh, keep on the coattails of Anyan and Asan in the search for that final playoff pace. Yeah, so that's the uh, the challenge. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Korea played Iraq on Thursday night Korean time. Again, that was another uh, boring nil-nil draw, and uh, I think Uli came in for a lot of criticism for that. Uh, apparently the tactics were not very good. Uh, I'm not sure who stayed up to watch it, but I certainly didn't bother. But, as I said, the, uh, this is more about acclimatization to the Middle East, because they've got the important game against... Um, against Qatar coming up and I think when when Qatar played in Korea uh, quite early on in the World Cup qualifiers they went ahead uh, Korea ultimately ended up winning 3-2 but it was very very dicey at times and Korea haven't really convinced so far in these World Cup qualifiers so it's going to be interesting to see I mean at the moment, Korea are holding on to a World Cup qualifying place, um, but lose this and they are going to be in big, big trouble, you might say. That match kicks off at 4 o'clock on Wednesday morning Korean time. Um, probably not many people will stay up to watch it. Uh, the other key game in the group is Iran versus Uzbekistan. Obviously, Korea just in second place at the moment on 13 points. Uzbekistan a point behind on, on 12. Uh, you'd assume that Uzbekistan will lose in Iran. It's for a very tough place to go to. But if they do win that, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Korea. Um, the other teams, Syria, China and Qatar themselves, uh, they can all mathematically catch Korea, but with a five-point gap to Syria in fourth, is is highly unlikely. But uh, it's difficult to to know how this one's going to go. To be honest, because obviously we haven't been impressed with Uli. The the, the 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 players are clearly a bunch of talented players who can't perform together well as a team. We haven't seen them put in a decent team performance in a long time. So I'm I'm gonna. Withhold on making a present uh, a preview of this match or a prediction of what the score is going to be. Uh, as as a career fan, I think I just hope they get the three points. Also, last week uh, we saw the final FA Cup match taking place to complete the the last eight. Uh, it was down in Cheju, Cheju versus uh, Suwon Blue Wings. Obviously, Cheju just coming off the disappointment of going out of the ACL. Uh, they could have done with something here to reignite their campaign. But unfortunately, they lost 2-0 uh, at home. Crashed out of two cups within a week. Uh, Jonathan got the first goal after the hour. And then Santos uh, poached a, a rebound from the drop by the keeper with about five minutes to go to wrap it all up. I think it was played in very, very poor condition, driving rain, so obviously wouldn't have been a classic game. That means that Suwon will now go on to play Kwangju, the other matchups being Mokpo versus Songnam, uh, Ulsan versus 
uh, Sangju and uh, Chonnam versus Busan. And those matches taking place in August, so we'll revisit those near the time. Uh, the other couple of things that came out in the news this week, uh, An Yang got a 7 million won fine for uh, the, the firing off the flares at Sangam in the, in the previous round. Uh, I don't know whether you think 7 million won's too much, too little. Um, there on the day, I think they let off about 50 odd flares, uh, and it, one flare is probably not that dangerous, but when you've got 50 groups in a grouped tightly together, I think it did look pretty dangerous to be there, and uh, you're not never sure what, quite what's going to happen, so 7 million probably a little bit light from my, in my opinion. Uh, there were some other fines and punishments handed out this week as the uh, AFC Disciplinary Committee got together to discuss the disgraceful inf- incidents in the Urawa Cheju match the other week. Uh, some very severe punishments handed out, actually. Um, firstly, uh, Cho Yong-hyung, the, the Cheju player who was sent off in the 81st minute for a second yellow card, which apparently was a, an error by the ref anyway. Um, after the match finished and, and all the and it all kicked off and they were fighting, he came back into the came back onto the pitch and apparently pushed the ref. Uh, so he's been given a six month suspension from all football in Asia. Um, so he can't play in any domestic, continental, or international matches at any kind of level, uh, and it will go run until the eighth of December. So that's the season over for him. He's also been fined twenty thousand dollars. Um, then uh, Pek Donggu, he was the the substitute that ran onto the pitch and uh, uh, it, running running on the pitch in the last minute of extra time and. Uh, attacked one of the Urawa players. So he's been given a three-month suspension. Uh, again, covering the whole of Asia. And he's been fined $15,000. So he'll be able to play again on the 8th of September. Uh, next up, another Cheju player. Uh, Mr. Kwon Hanjin. Uh, he was given a red card after the final whistle for Again, punching an Arawa player. He's been given a two-match suspension. So the one match for the red card and an additional one match. Um, and he's been fined $1,000. And then Cheju and Arawa themselves have been uh, fined for uh, failing to con- control their players and being involved in the, the mass brawl. So Cheju got a fine of $40,000 and Arawa got a fine of $20,000. So, some pretty stiff punishments handed down there. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Six months to me seems a little bit severe. Uh, and I guess he did push, punch the referee, allegedly. So, uh, and we can't have that, but still six months uh, does seem a little bit harsh. Uh, interesting enough, in, in the uh, AFC Cup match between Johor Drul Tazim, and Ceres Negros of the Philippines, uh, which was also held on the same day. Uh, one of the Malaysian players was sent off, and after after receiving his red card, he was uh, well. Actually, he pushed the ref, so he got a red card. And then after after receiving his red card, he pushed the ref again, uh, and he pushed the linesman. 
both the linesman and the fourth official as he was sort of going off the, the, the pitch. Uh, so he's been given a 12-month ban, uh, and he's been fined $40,000 as well. So it seems the AFC are cracking down on uh, bad behaviour on the pitch, shall we say. Also in Korea this week, the, uh, the Under-20 World Cup has been moving along. Um, we had the semi-finals on Thursday, which saw Venezuela beat Uruguay on penalties, and England come from behind to beat Italy 3-1. So uh, this Sunday, uh, starting 3.30 for the third-place playoff, will be Uruguay versus Italy, uh, and 7pm for the World Cup final of England versus Venezuela. Uh, I'll be there. I think a lot of the you listeners will be there as well. Uh, the K-League United guys will be there. So you can expect various tweets and uh, short broadcasts about the match, I think. Uh, obviously, most of us are too young to remember 1966, England's last appearance in a World Cup final of any kind, or on the, for the men at least. So uh, let's hoping the guys can do well and uh, bring it home. Uh, and since Mark's not here, I can uh, rhapsodise about the uh, the brilliance of the England team. Actually, they completely destroyed Italy in the semi-final. Um, they suffered a bit for poor finishing, but they had chance after chance after chance. And uh, once the first, or once the equaliser went in, Italy basically collapsed. So uh, probably one of the best performances I've ever seen by uh, people wearing an England shirt. So hopefully more to look forward to. Before that... Uh, England play Scotland in the World Cup qualifiers tonight, or Saturday night. So, probably just as well that Mark isn't here, because otherwise we'd be bitching and carping about that. Uh, I guess we'll maybe talk a little bit about that one next week, in a, in a return to normality. Now obviously, uh, Mark, the reason Mark's not here is because uh, it's his wedding this weekend. So he's got lots of family and friends out here, which he needs to keep entertained. Uh, I got back from my holiday quite late, so we unfortunately weren't able to meet up. So you'll have to excuse us for this slightly unusual podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll be back to normal next week. Um, I was wondering what kind of outro music to choose this week. Uh, I think, actually, because England have got into the, the World Cup final, I did want to do some kind of World Cup related so I looked up what the uh, England World Cup squad, uh, sorry, the England World Cup song was for the 2002 World Cup in uh, Korea, Japan. Uh, unfortunately, it was a, a really shit song by uh, Anton Deck, so I'm not going to use that. Uh, I'm going to stick with one of the uh, old favourites, uh, so take it away, Maestro. Maestro. <laughs>